Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Well, good evening, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and Brother Bill is here, and Brother Marshall, and you all are here, and the Lord is in our midst. Amen? Amen. It's September. Praise the Lord. It's September. This year is almost over. Aren't you surprised? Because I sure am. I remember when this year began, and it has flown by. So much has happened. However, we're gaining ground in the things of the Lord. We've had a successful fast, another successful fast in the Lord. I can't wait to hear all the testimonies because I know that growth is taking place in each of you. Growth is taking place in me. And I can tell the difference, you see. See, the fasting really does help us to grow and to mature and to deepen our faith in the Lord, and to deepen our trust in the Lord. So I want to encourage you, if you don't see immediate results, trust me, they're there. You just can't see them sprouting yet. Just like a new plant that you put in the ground, it takes a few days before you begin to see the sprout. Well, the change is well underway, amen? The change is well underway. And I want to thank you for joining us this evening. The Lord has a word for us that's pertinent to every single person, every single soul. Amen. And I want to encourage you to recast Sunday's message because these two messages are linked uh, one to another. I think, yeah, that was Sunday's message. These messages are linked. God is going in our little closet. And he's pulling out our dirty laundry. Amen? But the thing is, he expects us to turn it in so it can get clean. Amen? Amen. So, we want to thank you. Amen. For joining us to hear what God has to say. Praise the Lord. You know, it's it's a marvelous thing that God does when he works in the heart and in the life of a saint. It's a marvelous thing when someone gets born again. But to watch over a period of time, continual, gradual growth and acceleration in the things of God, it's a miracle in progress. It's a miracle in progress. Some of you have incurred some serious issues in your life, she's fine. And um, you wouldn't have been able to go through it the way you made it through without the Lord and without the strength and the know-how that he's imparted to you, the things you've been taught. Amen? So we want to thank the Lord for how he's doing. We want to know how your mom is doing. 
So just write it in the chat room and tell everybody how mom is doing. I know she's doing fine and they're running a few tests, but just write it in the chat room and tell everybody how your mom's doing. Thank you. So we want to thank the Lord for all the progress that we are making. You see, little children, as they're growing, they don't notice that they're growing. They just grow. They sleep, they eat, they crawl all over you, they drool all over you, they do the usual things, but they don't notice that they're growing. Everybody else does. They think they're the same size they always were. They always thought they were big. But when you you have that little uh, chart against the wall where you measure them and you mark it off and you put the date and you let them know you were this tall and then a little later you were this tall, when they're older they can see. And it's... <laughs> Yes, I did get drooled on. And so you can see how things have been going. And they're surprised. They stand back in awe and amazement at, I was there and then I grew to there. Amen. And they're shocked. I did that when my uh, niece and nephew were growing. I got one of those charts, and we put it in the kitchen on the wall. And when they'd come over, we'd mark their little growth with the ruler and write the date on it, and they could see that they had grown. Well, it's sort of like that with the saints. You can't see how much you've grown until you turn around and look back at who you used to be. You can't really tell how much grown until you turn around and look at who you used to be. Things that used to bother you don't bother you so much anymore. You've learned to overcome some things. You've got new challenges now. Amen? And new growth. So give the Lord a hand for the work he's been doing in you. Amen? Some of you had fears before that you don't have now. Some of you are standing on your own more than before. Some of you have so many more testimonies than you've ever had in your life. Why? Because you're using your faith now. You know scriptures. You didn't even know there were some of the books that were in the Bible were there. Amen? But now you know. You know where to find things. You can even quote some scriptures that you didn't even know were in the Bible before. All these little areas of growth, and you just keep right on growing, and you pay no mind just like children do. But the day will come when the Lord will allow you to come across an acquaintance, someone that was who you used to be, and you will be so stunned and so shocked to see who you're not anymore. I know because it's happened to me, and I couldn't say a thing while the person was there, but after they left, I went, oh, Lord, that's who I used to be. I used 
to be. So you see, things are happening in your life. And the Lord is proud of you. Amen. And so are we. The Lord is proud of you. And so are we. You've become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Amen. You you listen more. You're more observant. You've got developed a lot of skill that you did not have before. You're more sensitive to the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. You can tell when you're about to say something that you ought not to say. Amen. You can tell. Amen? So God is changing us. God is changing us. See, when we started out talking about turning from our wicked ways, we began a process with the Lord. He's teaching us to close our mouths before we say the wrong thing. Amen? He's teaching us to close our mouths before we say the wrong thing. He's teaching us to pray in a way some of you have never known that you could pray that way. You recognize things in people and in society that you have never paid any attention to before. Amen? Some of you don't cry as much. That crybaby had to be quiet. Why? Because you're learning and you're growing. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good report. Amen? Amen. So I just wanted to encourage you. Praise the Lord. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you because there's so, so much more growth in the Lord. Amen? You don't ever have to stop growing in Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And some of us are learning how to control our tempers. Now, isn't that wonderful? Some of us are learning how to calm down and not get all upset and excited about things and not to do what we used to do. How about that? Amen. Praise the Lord. I know there's some testimonies. I can't wait to hear them. Amen. Amen. Some of us are not afraid of whether or not we'll pass the test or not because now we know how to pray. Amen? Now we know how to pray. Amen. So I want to ask the Lord for a special blessing for everyone because we've been doing what pleases the Lord, and the Lord is pleased with us. Amen? 
Amen. So I want to welcome all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian Internet church, and we meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and every Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America, and whatever time that happened to be where you are. Amen? And on Sundays, we have Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. We meet at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S., and whatever time that happens to be where you are. Amen? Amen. I think on the other side of the world, someplace in particular, it's about 6.30 in the morning. So I just want to encourage you to to come on board and to, to join us. Amen? We have a very loving family, and I, I'd like to introduce you to our chat room. Our chat room is located on our webpage, and our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com, MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. That stands for Miracle Internet Church Radio Chat, MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. When the page changes, type in your own name, hit enter, and then go to the line at the bottom and greet everyone, and everyone will greet you in the name of the Lord. Amen? Praise the Lord. If you're on a cell phone or an Android, uh, uh, iPhone, that's what they call those, then you can do the same thing. Use your browser and go to MiracleInternetChurch.com. And when the page comes up, you'll see three white dashes against a black background. Click the three white dashes. It opens up all the other links. Amen? And then you may proceed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we just thank you in the name of Jesus Christ for joining us. We are going to do some praying tonight. There's a few things that the Lord has wants us to present to him so that he can judge these things. And we're going to do that because that's what pleases the Lord. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Um, okay, Lord, let's pray. I think that's the end of what I wanted, what we wanted to say. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I want to thank you for helping us to, through yet another fast, Lord, thank you for the grace. Thank you for the healing grace. Thank you for the sustaining grace. Thank you for the transforming grace. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We want to thank you, Father, not only for your grace, your love, your mercy, your kindness, and your gentleness to your people. We want to thank you that you have chosen to place your love upon us. We do not take it for granted, Lord, and we return the love to you. 
We have chosen you above all others, and we have chosen to honor you. We thank you, Lord, for the truth of the word being imparted to us. We thank you, Lord, for the lessons that you have for us every time we come together. We thank you, Lord, that we are not a stagnant group, but we are ever-growing group. We have growing faith in your name and by your grace. We want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for your sacrifice, the sacrifice of your life that made all of this possible for each of us. We want to thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We want to thank you for the armor of God, for the word of God, for the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you so very much. We want to thank you for the warring linking angels that surround us, for the praising angels, and for your ministering spirits. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. We want to thank you, Lord, that as we are still facing challenges in the earth, that we know we are not alone. We are never alone. You are always with us. We have received the spirit of adoption. And we are your children. We want to thank you that there is no situation that we will ever face alone. We want to thank you for the agreement of our brothers and sisters in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. We want to thank you, Lord, that when we have an emergency, the saints come together and pray in unity. They obey the word of God. We do the things that you have taught us, Lord. Thank you. We thank you for the loving care that you poured out in our hearts one for another. We thank you for the spirit of unity in this ministry in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that as we reach out to touch others, that you will touch them too. We lift up certain persons that we know that are presently having a health challenge. We ask you, Lord, to touch their hearts, touch their bodies, touch their minds. We ask for your spirit to move upon them, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for helping us to stand with those who need our prayers. Help us to be faithful. Help us to be consistent. Help us to be enduring, Lord. So we lift up those persons to you, Lord, and we ask you to help them to have a better day tomorrow than they had today. Help them to recover. Give them a speedy recovery, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We lift up to you, Lord, everyone who has what the world calls an addiction. An addiction of any kind concerning any particular matter. We bind those devils that have come to destroy them in the name of Jesus Christ. We break their grip and hold in the name of Jesus. We break their power in the name of Jesus. And we forbid them to continue to militate against the saints in Jesus' name. We bind the spirits, the strong men that are behind those demons and supporting them in Jesus' name. 
We bind every strong man in their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. And we forbid them to make any more inroads into the lives of those persons. We ask you, Father, to allow those people to come to the understanding that you are not condemning them. You want them to grow, to learn, and to trust you so that you can deliver them completely. We want to thank you for that, Lord. Help them to come to that place of understanding and acceptance of the love of God, that you are not condemning them, but that you want them to grow, to learn, and to trust you so that you can deliver them completely in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind those spirits that harass them constantly. We close the mouths of the demons that shout in their ears in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, that they are redeemed. They are the redeemed of the Lord, and we say so. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Yes, Lord, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You died so that they could be free. You came to set the captives free. You want them free, and so do we. We thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. And, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, and all of his evil agents and evil spirits, all demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, satanic agendas, and demonic assignments against the righteous. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. And we take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, all electronic, technology, and digital demons in their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind their brainwashing in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Leviathan spirits in their attacks, Kundalini spirits in their attacks, Electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, technopaganism, mind control by the occult, force feedback, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits, which manipulate modern technology. We bind you in Jesus' name. 
We bind all pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems and brain injury, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, and binding all vibrations, which are actually demons, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. We bind kundalini spirits and their psychic abilities in Jesus' name. We bind all water and marine spirits in their attacks, sex devils in their attacks, unclean spirits in their attacks, passive devils in their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence spirits, smart dust, drone spirits, all seduced sorcery spirits and their attacks, all seducing, womanizing, drone spirits, whoredom spirits, and all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in Jesus' name. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injury, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons in the name of Jesus, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence spirits in the name of Jesus. We bind all. Targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, the work of every druid, what comes off the satellites, the cell towers, and out of our electronic and technological devices in Jesus' name. Excuse me. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. Amen. We bind all mystic rituals, all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers. We bind all 5G and components, all EMF and EMP attacks in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen, Jesus. We overturn and empty all the cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian magic, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, Islander, Asian, New Zealander, Australian, Arctic, Antarctic, North American, South American, Islander, indigenous group, tribal group, everyone left out of those groups in Jesus' name. We bind all the Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in Jesus' name. We forbid any entity to work those powers against any of us in Jesus' name. We bind their works and their efforts in the name of Jesus Christ and we return it to the sender according to the covenant in the name of Jesus. We return it to the sender according to the covenant in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils, all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, we bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the Ameri- in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the lord of the flies, 
and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse devils and satanic worship and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders and their webs. We Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, those of us who have had uh, witchcraft persons in our homes, you're encouraging us tonight to continue to look in our houses and ask you to show us the little things that we have overlooked that the devil left behind in Jesus' name. We bind all planting in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the power of every planting that's been left behind on our property or in our homes in the name of Jesus Christ. Break it, 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 break it. We break those powers in the name of Jesus Christ. Keep us alert, Lord. Keep us alert. Keep us alert. Any sacrifices that have been done on or near our property, we bind those sacrifices and we send that evil work right back where it came from. In the name of Jesus. All witchcraft sent against our property. We send it back where it came from in the name of Jesus Christ. Even witchcraft using animals. We bind it in the name of Jesus and we send it back in the name of Jesus Christ. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that has risen against us in judgment, condemn it now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If we've been uh, on traveling recently, anywhere, we bind the spirits that attempted to follow us in the name of Jesus Christ. We send them into the cage and to the feet of Jesus for immediate judgment. In Jesus' holy name. You shall not cling to us in the name of Jesus Christ. We loose ourselves from you now in the name of Jesus. 
We went to the doctor's office. We bind those devils in the name of Jesus Christ. And all those garlands. We cut them away now in the name of Jesus. We went in someone else's home. We disconnect, we disconnect, we disconnect, we disconnect, we disconnect, we disconnect in the name of Jesus. We went to visit family. We disconnect. We disconnect. We disconnect in Jesus' name. No, their demons will not attach to us in the name of Jesus Christ. Break it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Some of you need to take a deep breath and call. We bind the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts logic, science, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, Corrupt, undermine, despise, and reduce, reproach and reduce the in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang. Each payback and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, make-believe fantasy, fables, and enchantments. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirit and the children of disobedience, the spirits and works of the oppressors, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist, ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits, and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, 
oppression, depression, anarchy, clairvoyance, premonition, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. You're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of fraud, Leviathan, and all of his agents. We bind you in the name of Jesus, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We bind all human blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. And we send them right back where they came from in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear. Combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Moloch, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet in his 72, in the name of Jesus Christ, and we chain you with eternal chains unto darkness. In Jesus' name, we undo the work of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, ceremony, and rite, all of their proceeding in the name of Jesus Christ and the works of all associated organizations. We break their powers in the name of Jesus Christ, we bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, and the grips in the name of Jesus Christ and what they represent. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, promptings, poisons, codes, voodoo pins and dolls, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, hot and cold spots, and designs in Jesus' name. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, the work of errors in our life, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all. We loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church of an evil heart of unbelief we ask you father to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence lord we've come to loose the bands of wickedness to undo heavy burdens to let the oppressed go free to break every yoke and chain and to call for justice and plead for truth lord develop in us a love for the truth lead us into truth your word is truth make us to know the truth and your truth will make us free when the enemy comes in like a flood the spirit of the lord shall lift up a standard against him Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy. 
until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we thank you and we give you praise. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all, all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially those Christians that are persecuted and those that have been left behind in Afghanistan. In Jesus' name, though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We thank you, Father, and we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus and our vehicles, our mode of transportation, even the inner workings of our vehicle. We bind every attack against our vehicles and against our modes of transportation in Jesus' name. And we send those attacks back in the name of Jesus Christ. Every attack, every attack, every attack must go back in Jesus' name. Every attack against our employment, we send it back in the name of Jesus Christ. Every attack against our progression in the Lord, we send it back in the name of Jesus Christ. Every attack against us living a blessed life and those that are in our sphere of influence being blessed as well, we send those attacks back where they came from in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord ordered no such attack against us, and we will not receive it. We send it back. In the name of Jesus. We forbid entities of any kind, animals, demons, or otherwise, to cross our path on the roads. And we thank you, Father, for your angels going out before us. We cover ourselves and all of our property with the blood of Jesus. We bind demons that try to harass us in our sleep in the name of Jesus, and we send their harassment back on them, and we thank you for the wall of fire standing between us and them. We pull out any sharp pain in the name of Jesus Christ. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, and anything else sent to us in the name of Jesus Christ, and we return it from whence it came. All of you that have been telling me you got voodoo pins, now is the time to pull them out in the name of Jesus. We tear down and destroy all ungodly silver cords and ley lines, and we sever from ourselves ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all of the forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and liars in Jesus' name. We break the power of every love spell, vex, hex, curse, fetish, charm, spell, sorcery, destruction, prayer chains that are evil, Incense and candle burning, hoodoo, crystal, root work, psychic torment, sickness, pain, fetishes, jinxes, potions, death, bewitchments, ungodly blessings, chanting, 
incense and candle burning, tribal rituals and sins, and we return it from whence it came. We bind every spirit of bondage, every spirit of heaviness, every spirit of fear, and every spirit of hate in Jesus' name. And we release the love of God over the people of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. You know, saints, don't forget when you leave work, you have to disconnect from those spirits that you've been with all day. Follow you home. You have to disconnect when you leave the post office. You have to disconnect when you leave the bank. You have to disconnect when you leave the grocery store. You have to disconnect when you leave that conference. Amen? Amen. When you leave class, you have to disconnect. Amen? Amen. Because there's something that's going to be said, something that's going to be released in the airways that's not Jesus. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's not the spirit of truth, so you have to disconnect. Amen. Our featured psalm for this evening is Psalm 38. Our featured ebook is The Spirit of Rebellion. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Judges, chapter 10, verse 14. Judges, chapter 10, verse 14. Our guest call-in number remains, area code 319-527-6235, and press 1. So, we're going to talk about a good report. A good report. Some of you remember R.W. Shambaugh. Well, he once said that when you worry, your mind is being pulled in many different directions. Any of us really want our minds pulled in several different directions at the same time. I think we would prefer not to experience that. But that is what happens when we worry. The word worry actually means to divide the mind. The word worry actually means to divide the mind. So if you're a what people refer to as a chronic worrier, you've got some problems because every time you engage in that, you open yourself for more demons in your mind. Amen. That's the truth. It means to divide your mind. You need your mind. You need it to be a sound mind, not a divided mind. And that is why worry is a sin. It's not just a habit. It's a sin. Worry is a sin. Amen? It really is. You're doing damage to yourself. Jesus doesn't like that because he loves you. And I know you love you too, but now you know. So what can we worry about? 
Well, just about anything that we choose. That's right. So we've been binding our thoughts. Amen? Why? Because that's how worry gets started. It gets started in our thought mind, in our thoughts, in our imagination. Much of our worrying is quite unrealistic, unrealistic. Some of us have imagined terrible misfortunes that have never happened and probably never will. Nonetheless, some of us worry about such things. We worry about things that have never happened, never come to pass, and never will happen. And we got all uh, uh, all tied up about it, all excited about it. And we just let it go on and on and on and on, and it went from one day to the next day to the next day to the next day. And it just kept going on and on and on and on. And sometimes we we stopped and thought about it, but most times we didn't. We just kept on going, kept on going, and kept on going. Well, that's not the mind of Christ. Amen? That's not the mind of Christ. Psalm 127, verse 2, wherever, oh, I forgot to do that, didn't I, Jesus? I knew there was something else I was supposed to do. Psalm 127 and verse 2 says, it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrow. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. So what are you all worked up about? Amen? It's vain. It's a waste of time. It's fruitless. It's useless. It's nonproductive for you to worry. It's nonproductive. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders work is useless unless the Lord protects a city the police are of little use it is senseless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night fearing that you will not have enough That's right. God wants all of us, all of his loved ones, to get their proper rest. Psalm 23, beginning with verse 1. Psalm 23, beginning with verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want for rest because I'm going to go to sleep. And no demon is going to keep me up. And I'm not going to sit and entertain any demon trying to keep me up. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. 
Amen. Much of our worry is unrealistic. We like to get into the what ifs and what if this and what if that and what if this and what if that and what if the other. What if we come to realize that no matter what happens, the Holy Spirit is there to tell us what to do if we need to do something. The Lord is there to take care of it if something needs to be taken care of. Our Father has already made provision if something needs to be provided for. What if that? Amen. We build catastrophe in our imagination by making the worst of situations and anticipating the worst, I'll say that again, we build catastrophe in our imagination by making the worst of situations and anticipating the worst possible outcome. We attempt to predict what's going to happen in our own imagination. You see, worry is something that in a large part we do to ourselves. It's self-inflicted pain, self-inflicted misery, sorrow, and torment. The demons aren't the only ones involved. We're right in there with them. We waste our time given to us today in the burdens of yesterday and the dreads of tomorrow. You know, we have um, someone in our family that we're concerned about. And we've been calling them for three days and not knowing where they are. Now, granted, that person is already a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, a Christian, and they already have the Holy Spirit. And we know that they have an active love life and obedience life with the Lord. But instead of calming ourselves with that information, we're going to sit there and worry about why we haven't heard from them in three days. Is that right? What good is that worry going to do us or them? What it really does is it opens up a fair way for the enemy to wreak havoc. Why? Because we've opened the door of sin. Worry is a sin. Mm-hmm. It's a sin habit. That's what it is. All the days of the desponding and afflicted are made evil by anxious thoughts and evil foreboding. But he who has a glad heart has a continual feast, regardless of the circumstance. You can have peace and joy regardless of the circumstances, 
but not if you've been putting yourself through the ringer of worry. So what is evil foreboding, you say? It means to foretell or to predict by a feeling or by previous outcomes that something of an unfortunate nature is about to take place. We come to the awareness that God doesn't, we need to come to the awareness that God doesn't want us to do this. He doesn't want us consulting our feelings, going, well, you know, this just never works out. I bet you they aren't doing that right. I just know they're not. He doesn't want us doing that. He doesn't. And some of us have grown up in that environment and grown up doing that very thing. Some of us have grown up in that kind of environment, and it's sort of like we inherited that kind of thing. But that's not God. That's not Jesus Christ in us. Well, you say, my mother used to worry, and and my grandmother used to worry, and this one, and you can go on and on and on, but you're not them and they're not you. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away, and all things have become new for you. Amen. All things have become new for you. So there's no reason for you to continue in someone else's sin life. You can let go. You can loose yourself from that thing. You can actually exercise 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. You can, of your own free will, cast down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God And bring all those thoughts and imaginations captive, captive, yeah, under arrest. Put in jail. You don't have to let them build a nest in your mind and then set that nest on fire. That just doesn't make sense. You know, the devil might fly over your head, but you don't have to let him build a nest there. And it's the truth. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 8, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true and whatsoever things are honest and whatsoever things are just and whatsoever things are pure and whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. That's right. We have control 
over what we think. And we need to exercise our authority, dominion, and power as Christians to deal with our thought life. Amen. So, you feel a little something in your body, and you decide you don't know what this thing is, and you want to go to the doctor to get it checked out. Well, that's okay, as long as you pray first. But on the way there, you get this, well, what if it's this? Now, you know that's a demon. You don't have to ask anybody, is that a demon? You know that's a demon. So you need to deal with the demon. You need to do business with the demon. You don't need to keep thinking, yeah, what if it's that? Or what if it's this? Or what if it's that? Uh, The what ifs are not required. You just need to deal with that demon and go on in faith. Amen? What if they tell me it costs this much to get it done? Well, they haven't said anything yet because you haven't parked the car. See, you're already into the future with no knowledge and no facts, but you've already got this idea in your mind. You're predicting how this is supposed to go. Uh Uh-huh. You see, we have the spirit of truth living in us. And we are supposed to live in the light of the Lord, in the light of his word, in the spirit of truth. Most of what we imagine is not truth at all. It's conjecture. We're putting on the screen of our mind a picture that's neither based in reality nor in truth. In other words, we're deceiving ourselves in our imaginations and thoughts. We're deluding ourselves in our imaginations and our thoughts. That's not holy. Amen? That's not holy. See, God wants us to think on things that are of good report so that we don't speak evil foreboding. See, the minute it comes out of your mouth, whatever comes out, either the angels of God can respond to the word of God coming out of your mouth or the demons are going to respond to the sin coming out of your mouth. It's up to you what comes out of your mouth. Amen? Instead of, we always catch everything that goes around. How about Psalm 91, verse 10? How about Psalm 91, verse 10? There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. How about that? There shall no evil befall us, neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling. Well, you need to say that if you're going somewhere around a medical institution 
All those spirits of infirmity hang out there. Those therapy places where they do physical therapy on you. All those demons hang out around there. How did I find out about that? Through personal experience. I was in a car wreck. And so part of the prescription was for me to go to physical therapy. But I would always pray before I got there. But when I left there, I found out I felt worse than when I went, than before I went. And so I finally started talking to the Lord, and I went, okay, that's what I need to do. I need to bind those devils that are trying to attach themselves to me while I'm there. Cut those things off. And I eventually just didn't have to go anymore, of course. But you see, saints, you got to think this way in order to be alert. You have to think this way. In order to be alert, you got to change the way you think. Because how you think, that's what frames your life. Amen? What comes out of your heart comes out of your mouth. The abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you have to work with your thoughts and your heart so that what comes out of your mouth is not something that the devil can use to harm you or anyone else. Amen? I think we understand that. Instead of, I will never have enough money, how about this? Let them say continually. Continually, that means you don't stop. Let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Yes, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. We could say that instead. Hmm. We must learn. To think before we speak. We must learn to think before we speak. And to recast Sunday's sermon. All of our worrying does not resolve one issue. It doesn't pay one bill. It doesn't pay off any loan. It doesn't get any of the work around the house done. It doesn't do the laundry and it doesn't do the dishes. It doesn't wash the car. It doesn't mow the lawn. None of that worrying fixes the plumbing that's in the kitchen. None of that worrying goes to the hardware store and picks out what's needed. None of that worrying gets you through the list of things you have to do for the day. Worrying will not do it. Being anxious about it will not do it. 
wondering if they're going to have enough of what you need at the grocery store will not provide you with that food item. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can lay in bed all night thinking about what happened at work that day, but it's not going to improve what happened by you laying in bed thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it instead of sleeping. Amen. In fact, our worrying shows that we're not trusting God and we're not believing the word of God like we're supposed to. So it can make matters much worse because when we worry, we sin. When we worry, we commit a sin. It's not a oops. It's a sin. It's not a oops. It's a sin. Amen? It's not a oops. It's a sin. Praise God. As long as we understand that, we know we have to repent. No, that doesn't mean you get to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry is not the same thing as I repent. I repent means I turn from this sin and I go to sin no more. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, when we do this, Satan has an open door. And who opened the door? Well, that would have been us. Third John 2. Third John 2. Third John 2. Chapter 1, verse 2. Beloved, as God speaks to us, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Did God say he wants us to prosper and to be in hell and for our souls to prosper? Yes. He wants us to have overcoming faith. He wants us to prosper in every way and to be in hell. But he didn't say we could get there by worrying because we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? So, let's prosper and be in health as God desires. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You can't go both ways. It's going to be one way or the other. No saint can serve two masters. 
You cannot trust in the Lord with all of your heart and worry. It's going to be one or the other. One or the other. But you cannot serve two masters. You will hold to the one and despise the other. But it's your choice, saints. It's your choice. Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 25. Matthew chapter beginning with verse 25. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. That's a commandment. Take no thought for your life. No thought, that's right. And he's serious, too. He means this. He's just as serious as he can be. Well, how, I, I still understand how I can get that done. Well, you should sit down and have a little conversation with Jesus Christ. Because he's the one that said it. You should have a little chat with him. And ask him, I don't understand what you mean by this, take no thought for my life. You just sit down and have a little chat with him. He'll explain it to you. Mm -hmm. He says, take no thought for your life. Okay, everybody can pause and repent right now. Amen. What ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, neither do they gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Hmm. You don't see them running around with no feathers. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his statue? So you're going to sit there and be upset because you're not as tall as somebody else. And you figure by your thinking about it, your worrying, you're going to grow. Not. And why take ye thought for raiment? Uh, what am I going to wear? Uh, and you spend all this time in your imagination trying to see, with your eyes closed, trying to see what's in your closet. Well, it doesn't work too well, now does it? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. But I've gained all this weight, and I can't fit into my own clothes. And on and on and on, or I've lost all this weight. Now none of my clothes fit. And and it just goes on and on. But this doesn't match that. And this doesn't go. It's the wrong shade. I don't have any shoes to match that. Hmm. Clothes. 
Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? You know, saints, I wouldn't have it said of me that the birds exhibit more faith than I do. I just wouldn't tolerate that. I just wouldn't. Therefore, take note, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be what? Added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Don't worry about what they're going to say about you tomorrow. There's enough going on today. Some of us have this tormenting habit by the generation. Nonetheless, Jesus has already become a curse for us so that we can be redeemed, changed, and free. We lose valuable time when we live in the past and paint dreary skies for the future. Saints, we need new paintbrushes and bright colored paint. It's time to paint a new picture. Lessons from the past can be learned without living in it. Lessons from the past can be learned without living in it, without living in the past. Can plan for the future by inviting the Holy Spirit into our plan. And that's something quite often we forget to do. Amen? We have been given the precious gift of now, right now. Let's invest it. Let's enjoy it, and let's profit from it. Let's not lose it to worry and fretting. Psalm 103. Psalm 103. 
Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Praise the Lord, bless the Lord, who healeth all thy diseases. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Bless the Lord. Amen. We must pray to be relieved of the false sense of obligation to worry. Something happens somewhere with someone that we care for and care about. And some of us feel the obligation to become so emotionally attached that we turn on the worry function. Don't do that. Just stay in faith. Mm-hmm. That's the way you do it. Just stay in faith. We need to pray to be relieved of this false sense of obligation to worry so that we can be freed up to move on. No matter what happens, our worry only brings the negative into play and maybe even the demonic. Prayer matters. Prayer matters. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much and makes much power available for the will of God to be done. Prayer matters. Concern is not worry. But we should not build a bridge between them. Concern is not worry. They're not the same. But we're not allowed to build a bridge between concern and worry so that we can cross over to the worry. No. Concern, prayer, praise, thanksgiving. Concern, prayer, praise, thanksgiving. Amen? Psalm 103 teaches us to rehearse God's past acts of faithfulness to us. That's right. David did this at Ziklag when they wanted to kill him. He encouraged himself in the Lord by rehearsing the victories God had given him. Encouraged himself in the Lord that way. So can we. 
we must learn to recount how he has provided for you in difficult times. Will he let you down now? No, of course not. And forget not all his benefits. Count your blessings, not your burdens. You know, some people lay in bed and on the screen of their minds, they they lay back and think about all the things they have to deal with so they think. Instead of doing that, count your blessings. It's a better outcome. You've been wondering why you've been waking up grouchy? Well, did you go to bed worrying? There might be an answer in that somewhere. Count your blessings, not your burdens. You'll discover that you have much to be thankful for. First Peter chapter 5, beginning with verse 6. First Peter chapter 5, beginning with verse 6. Humble yourself. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all of your care upon him, for he careth for you. But you see, you actually have to do this. Amen? Psalm 55, Psalm 55, verse 22, Psalm 55, verse 22, cast thy burden upon the Lord. So while you're laying there trying to count your burdens, just pass them right over to the Lord. And he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. That's right. While you, that's what you should do when you catch yourself starting to work. You should immediately hand it over to the Lord before you get into trouble. That's right. Take your little mind right off of it and hand it to the Lord. And then let him do what is necessary. But some of us want to get in the middle of it, you see. Give your burdens to the Lord. He will carry them. He will not allow you. He will not allow the godly. He will not allow the righteous to slip or to fall. God will come and save us. Why? Because he loves us, because we are his. So we should do what he says to do and turn those burdens and cares and concerns and what could could become a worry over to him. 
we can sin by casting our cares on ourselves, opening the door for guilt, fear, depression, fatigue, ulcers, and other illnesses. You know, I'm thinking of a Christian right now that was so worried about his daughter that the pressure that he was um, allowing himself to experience set off the need for an operation in his own body. That's dangerous. That's very dangerous. He had pain so severe in his body that he ended up having to have a surgery. And a surgery that that should have been put off for a long time. But he allowed the stress and the worry and the anxiety of what was going to happen to his daughter when she had the operation that it became a physical burden to him. Or we can cast our worries on others in a wicked way, in anger, in resentment, in isolation, in argument, door slamming. Mm -hmm. Christians don't slam doors. Oh, yes, they do. Yelling, cursing, crying fit, accusations, and blaming. It's all your fault. Well, lying is a sin too. This will alienate others from you. It alienates them from you. And it will not provoke them to love, which is what we're supposed to do. Or you can write pastor at gproom at outlook.com. Or you can simply cast your worry, your care, and your burden on the Lord and leave it there with him. And leave it there with him and don't pick it back up in your thoughts at all take your burden to the lord and leave it there if you trust and never doubt he will surely bring you out your burdens to the lord and leave them there jesus will give you peace in the midst of the storm. The enemy uses worry and anxiety to exaggerate our troubles. Well, who needs their troubles exaggerated? Worrying can cause us to make serious mistakes, which faith and trust could have prevented. Chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, beginning with verse 28. Matthew chapter 11, beginning with verse 28. Come unto me, 
Jesus speaking. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Proverbs 1, verse 33. Proverbs 1, verse 33. But whoso hearkeneth to me shall dwell in safely. Could be safety, I think. And shall be quiet from fear of evil. Amen? Quiet from the fear of evil. You heard they're supposed to have a riot in your town. Well, why? All you need to do is pray. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. From the fear of evil. Quiet from the fear of evil. Quiet from fear of evil. Whoever listens to God and does what he says, they're going to be fine. They're going to be quiet. Not on the phone, spreading their fear of evil everywhere. You know, when we allow ourselves to get all upset and we jump on the phone to family or friends and we're just going on and on and on and on and that spirit transfers from us to them, we need to repent of that. That's not loving our neighbor as ourselves. Now, is it? Isaiah 26. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verse 6. Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verse 6. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. He's not going to abandon you. So why worry? The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. 
not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Do not allow your heart to be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Don't allow it to have fear. Don't allow it to be troubled. Say, settle your mind and heart on the good report and speak forth the blessings of the Lord to yourself. I will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. I will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. When we open our mouths to speak, we give the Lord a report about our heart. Give the Lord a good report about you because you are his child. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Get when you open your mouth, Give the Lord a good report about you. Not that other report. He's heard that one. That's not the one he prefers. Amen? Amen. That's not the one that he prefers. Amen. So um, I'm going to read uh, some things first, and then I'm going to pray a short prayer. And we're going to do some other things. Fear ye not me, saith the Lord. Will ye not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sand for the bound of the sea by a perpetual decree, that it cannot pass it? And though the waves thereof toss themselves, yet can they not prevail. Though they roar, yet Can they not pass over it? Who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever? At thy rebuke they fled. At the voice of thy thunder they hasted away. They go up by the mountains. They go down by the valleys into the place which thou hast founded for them. Thou hast set a bound that they may not pass over that they may not turn, that they, that they turn not again to cover the earth. Or who shut up the sea with doors when it break forth, as if it had issued out of the womb? When I made the cloud the garment thereof and the thick darkness a swaddling for it and break up for it my decreed place and set bars and doors and said to shalt thou come but no further and here shall thou proud waves be stayed when he gave the to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment when he appointed the foundations of the earth when thou passest through the waters i will be with thee and through the rivers They shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, 
thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. He bindeth the floods from overflowing, and the thing that is hid bringeth he forth to light. Let not the flood water flood overflow me, neither let the deep swallow me up. And let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and the water, and they obey him. He maketh the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still. And there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat and a place, for a place of refuge and for a covert from the storm and rain. For thou hast been a strength to the poor, strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat, and when the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over the sea, over the wind, over the waves, over the heat, and over the other elements that come together to make for a tropical storm or a hurricane. We take authority, dominion, and power over such, and we bind them from coming together to form a tropical storm or a hurricane or any such thing. We forbid them to continue to gather together against us in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid them from coming near us to do us harm in the name of Jesus. We forbid the waters from overflowing us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we forbid the destruction that the winds and the waters can bring. And we trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. We lean not to our own understanding, but in all of our ways, we acknowledge you and we thank you for directing our path. We speak to the wind in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command you to blow the tropical storm and Hurricane Danielle away from us in Jesus' name. To the tropical storm, we speak to potential tropical storms. 
We speak to any hurricane, and we command you to be bound. We command you to come to peace. We break up your eye, and we say, peace, be still. We speak to the season that allows for such activity, and we bind up the season in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind up the season of such in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid any demonic device, any demonic entity, anything underneath the sea, any inhabitant underneath the sea, to stir up any occult activity in the waters, in the airways, In Jesus' name, for righteousness to reign, we call for peace from the Prince of Peace to engulf the earth in its atmosphere. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we thank you for receiving our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Brother Bill, I've been waiting to hear these praise reports. Praise the Lord, Pastor Capreda. Praise the Lord. Here we go. Let's start with Gina. I had hormonal acne rosacea for five years. I'm grateful that the acne portion no longer exists. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Wright has wrote a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for favor in a car note and funds to get my family groceries and what you're doing for my financial aid. We receive these blessings and give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And says, thank you for the blessing of my family and my life. I give you thanks, Heavenly Father, for everything on every day on earth is a testimony. Everything you give us is good. I have truly been blessed so much through the MIC ministry and the family. And just praise you, Lord Jesus. We praise you for that wonderful praise report. And Om says, thank you, Heavenly Father, for stopping the tornado last tonight. Praise you, Lord, for that. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And JC says, I thank you for AAA releasing the refund check. Although they didn't pay the full amount, they paid $14 less due to mileage. I am grateful for recompense in Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord. There is no lack in you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Do you want to say something, Pastor? No. Okay, here we go. Dana has a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for deliverance from demonic oppression associated with that sorority. Since submitting the official document to the national chapter, the poltergeist activity in the house has ceased, and there has been a remarkable improvement in my driving. I'm actually feeling lighter. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your holy name. Praise you, Lord Jesus. That is a wonderful praise report. And Amori said, 
I found a delicious protein shake that is suitable to my liking. It doesn't taste chalky and chemically aftertaste like some others. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. She found a wonderful protein shake during the fast. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And Wright has another praise report. I thank you, Father, for allowing my family in Christ to bless my family today. Father, you're so much on time, God. Thank you for sending people who truly love you. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise for that. Caroline has a praise report. I had put my request for an adjudication. Thank you, Holy God, for the outcome of DB and ED, the investigation, restitution, and for them to release the funds now. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And my car is doing so much better. Praise you, Lord, for that. Praise you, Lord Jesus. DCH has a praise report. Thank you, Jesus, for the safe and productive trip today to the grocery store and for the sale items at the store. Thank you for the opportunity to evangelize at the grocery store to a grocery store employee. Thank you for the additional needed rate. Amen. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that. Dana has another praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your tender love and mercy as I was reflecting on the imbalances and deficiencies in my adult friendships. I clearly heard the song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for being my BFF. It is indeed an honor. Bless your holy name. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And AK has a praise report. Thank you, God, for helping me to resist, tempted, and decided to apply the facts to my circumstance. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you for that. Stacy has a praise report. I spoke with a, a work warlock because my work was rearranging our test setup. I'm an electronics test. Anyway, I told the warlock he had, while he had manifested, while I was listening to an MIC sermon. Praise you, Lord, for that. And uh, I found out that the that the work warlock is being attacked. When several months ago I had posted the following: Every attack must go back in Jesus' name. Lord, please uncover work warlocks bad. Those who are in authority at work, the same for his understudy, the same for the work witch. I bind all their powers in Jesus' name and give them to Jesus Christ. I place them into your hands, Holy Spirit. Father, please cover my work and everything I do under the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. I bind the strong man and all. Praise you, Lord Jesus. See, saints. Stacy was being attacked at work, put her prayer request in the prayer room, and look what Jesus has done. That junk got sent back, and they don't like it, do they? Praise you, Lord Jesus. And Caroline has a sister, Bab, is healing, and one of her sons is talking to her. Praise you, Lord, for that. And Claude S. says, Thank you, Father, I found the keys. Boy, that really means a lot when you're missing something like that. You need it. And Stacy has another pressure court report my cat acts out i have to bind him he had a feral mob they tore up curtains when i bound him my curtains are no longer being damaged praise you lord for that 
and M Trim has a praise report. I praise the Lord for manifesting the tactics of the devil after deliverance. Those spirits were instructed to be bound four times a day during the fast, demons, flesh, etc., applied to me in a dream this morning. Of course, I bound them and praise the Lord for victory. I'm learning what it consists of dreams, not only to bind the main spirit being manifested, but the other spirits behind the main spirit as well. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for teaching my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And thank you, Lord, for touching my brother-in-law's heart to let me use the lawnmower and weed eater till I get my own. Praise the Lord Jesus. And NK has a praise report. My son and I had such a lovely day together. It's not that there weren't many mishaps or corrections. It's just we had grace and truly enjoy and appreciate each other. KK brought home a beautiful bouquet, and AK commented that it was the perfect end to the day. I said, you're right. And I asked why he thought the day went so well. He said he actually did his warfare this morning instead of just going through religious motions. Hallelujah. Praise God. And praise that AK came home safely after being out with the dog for a long time, just as I was typing a request for his protection. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We give you all the praise and all the glory, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you. These are wonderful praise reports. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina, after these awesome praise reports. Amen. Yes, they are awesome. Thank you. And I look forward to more of them. Amen. Because we're going to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord for his goodness. Amen. Amen. Area code 818. You're on the air in Jesus' name. Yes, hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. I'm just calling because um, just for continued prayer, you know, for healing. I We got a lot of test results, and I, I just want to praise God. That they don't think there's any cancer or anything with the, you know, the big, it's a really big hernia, but and there are cysts, but they say it's the non-cancerous type. So I am so grateful, and I really am taking the, this today's message about worrying um, the heart because I, I haven't, I've been feeling really fatigued and weaker lately, and I know it because I've been worried about the test and all this, you know, the medical stuff. I, I, I've always been kind of like an ostrich with my head in the sand, and the Lord's pushing me out of that, but I, I'm still struggling with worry. So, um, But they did find some other things, like um, they said I have a slight pancreatitis, a, a slight endometriosis, and, and a lot of gallstones, but um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not worrying about that. Like, I just... You know, and they said I need to lose a lot more weight before I could get surgery. So, um, you know, but I am putting it in God's hands, and I am doing the battle with, um, you know, you know, with, um, you know, against worry. But I, I just need that constant reminder, and I, I just, I guess, need to just keep staying before God and keep praying. Um, you know, and I'm still working on like, sending that letter to you about 
you know, stuff that's more personal, but um, but that's where I'm at right now. All right. Well, Father, we want to thank you for the good report, no cancer. Now we bad, bind the bad report in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind up the proclamation of in, endometriosis, endometriosis and pancreatitis and all the other things that they alluded that she possibly could have, might have, could have had, however they said it. We bind those words up. We bind those spirits up in the name of Jesus Christ. We command them to come out of her ears, come out of her spirit, come out of her soul, and come out of her body right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of her. Come on out. We uproot you now. Come on out of her in the name of Jesus Whatever they said she's got, we command you to leave. All those sis, we break your grip and hold. We make you microscopic in Jesus' name. All those sis, we command you to dry up. Dry up, dry up in Jesus' name. Dry up in the name of Jesus Christ. Dry up in the name of Jesus. Every cyst, we command you to dry up right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Eh, rubaba. Gross moan. Make yourself microscopic in the name of Jesus Christ. Rubaba kushen de regise. Ruda da diasa da broca de diasa da broca de diada da bara. Rula de diasa da broca de sete de 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 osota. Ruka kasha da marasa da broca de dia de 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 oka. Rula de diosola de dioso kosha da barita maha. Ah, don't swallow, cough that out. Cough it out. Whatever that is in her pancreas. We command, we bind it in the name of Jesus. We command it to come out of her in the name of Jesus Christ. Cease and desist. Come out of her now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Isha da re di dio su re kisa da re re la da dio su re kisa da re sa da re che de dio su la ya re che da re sa da re ruka ta de brisha de dio su la da dio su de brisha kiasa we bind all precursors to disease in her bloodstream in the name of Jesus we bind all precursors to disease in her bloodstream in Jesus name we command you to come out of her bloodstream Come out of her bloodstream and come out of her pulmonary system in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of her pulmonary system in the name of Jesus Christ. Every disease state, every illness, every sickness, every ailment, every malady, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of her pulmonary system and come out of her lymphatic system in Jesus' name. Come out of her right now. The fire of God is upon you in Jesus' name. The fire of God is upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. The fire of God is upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of her lymph nodes. Come out of her lymph nodes right now in the name of Jesus. Come up and out of her. Take a deep breath and cough it out. 
Come on out of her. Come out of her. You cannot stay in the name of Jesus. Come out of her. Come out of her limp. Come out of her limp system. Come out of her limp nose. Get out. Get out. Get out now. In the name of Jesus, the fire of God upon you. We call for the fire of God to come upon you right now and burn you out. In the name of Jesus Christ, we we cast you out with the finger of God in Jesus' name. Come out of her body. You have no right to be there. Excess fluid in the body. You're bound in Jesus' name. Go out in the urine. Go out in the urine in the name of Jesus. We speak to every nephron. We command you to function properly in Jesus' name. Come out of her. You got to keep coughing. Come on out of her. Come on out of her in the name of Jesus. Come on out of her. Even from the generations, come out of her in the name of Jesus. All those familiar illnesses coming down the family lines, even the ones she doesn't know about, you all are bound in the name of Jesus. Come out of her. Come out of her now in Jesus' name. Come on out. All those ear, nose, and throat demons, come out of her in the name of Jesus. Come on out of her right now. You can't stay. Thank you, Lord. Now cough one more time and then take a deep breath and allow the Holy Spirit to come in. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I thought something come out that time. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you keep coughing, some more is gonna come out. So I'm gonna let you go so you can keep coughing, okay? <laughs> okay. Thank you. I love you. God bless you. We love you. God bless. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for taking her deliverance to completion in Jesus' name. All right, I don't have a telephone number for you, but you're on the air now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the blessings. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for for setting me free. And I proclaim Jesus Christ set me free, and I proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ is only the only Lord and Savior in my life. Amen. Amen. I, I would like some prayer for more joy, for more wisdom, for more um, financial stability, um, and and the the blessings of the Lord to cover me and and my walk. He has given me a ministry, a powerful global ministry, and there's been a lot of attacks um, against me, and I proclaim the victory in Jesus' name. I also feel 
there is like a squeezing or tightness in my back and around my rib cages as well. There's something in there that needs to come out. So I'm fully liberated in Jesus' name. And sometimes I feel there's uh, some sort of um, satanic programming or something uh, raging in my heart. All of it is coming out and, 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 and being destroyed in Jesus' name. I just wanted to ask uh, for additional prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you participate in the fast? I, uh, I believe one day only, one full day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I want to encourage you to uh, go the full distance. You will get more deliverance and more freedom that you're looking for. One of the reasons you can't get any further is because you need to do the entire fast as it is uh, delivered, as it's presented. Amen? And so I want to encourage you uh, to do that, all right? To go back and uh, find the notes for the fast and to follow them to the letter. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just lift up uh, our brother before you, and we ask, Father, that you touch him. We take authority, dominion, and power over the entity in his back in the name of Jesus Christ. We disconnect it from him in the name of Jesus. We cut him free with the sword of the Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. We command it to be bound in the name of Jesus and to come out of him, come out of his vessel in Jesus' name. Out of his vessel in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Come out of his vessel in Jesus' name. Now take a deep breath and cough it out, and then take a deep breath and allow the Holy Spirit to fill you. Hiding and doesn't want to come out there. He must obey the name of Jesus. So we've commanded him in the name of Jesus to come out. It's got to come out. Amen. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Once he's been told to leave, he's got to go. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Some of them don't like to do it on the air because they're proud. But he's got to go. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Now take a deep breath and release your prayer language. Joy, joy, the joy of the Lord is upon me. Blessings, blessings returning to me in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Freedom, freedom is here. Freedom is here. Freedom is here in Jesus' name. Not removed from my vocal cords in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, we just thank you for filling him with the love of God, with the peace of God, and the joy of the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, Lord, where is what I'm looking for? 
Praise the Lord. Okay, I see it. Praise God. Amen. We are, thank you, requesting adjudication from the righteous judge concerning the U.S. Department of Justice asked the Supreme Court to refuse to hear a death penalty appeal by an avowed white supremacist who gunned down nine people at a black church in South Carolina in 2015 in an effort to spark a race war. Now, let me rewrite that since the writer doesn't know quite how to do this. Let me rewrite that sentence for you. The U.S. Department of Justice asked the Supreme Court to refuse to hear a death penalty appeal by an avowed white supremacist who gunned down nine Christians, nine black Christians, at a church in South Carolina in 2015 in an effort to spark a race war. Dylan Storm Roof now 28, is the first individual in the United States ever to be sentenced to death for a federal hate crime. Ruth, who is now on federal death row in Terre Haute, Indiana, fired his lawyers during the penalty phase of his trial and represented himself in order to prevent the presentation of evidence showing he is mentally ill even though such mitigating evidence may have helped him avoid execution. Evidence as to his mental health in this case would undermine the so-called message that he is trying to send by committing the crimes, he has said. Last year, Ruth's attorney told the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth, of the, for the fourth Circuit that that court should set aside the convictions and death sentence in order or order a proper competency evaluation. Bruce's attorneys said that the federal trial that resulted in his death sentence departed so far from the standard required when the government seeks the ultimate price that it cannot be affirmed. Bruce should not have been allowed to represent himself because he is mentally ill, they argued. The lawyers argued that U.S. District Judge Richard Gurgle, an Obama appointee, erred in finding Ruth competent to stand trial, even though every defense expert agreed Ruth suffered a delusional belief he would be rescued by the victors of a race war, which prevented him from understanding the threat of execution was real. In his petition, filed February 28, in Ruth versus the United States, Roof asked the Supreme Court when a competent capital defendant and his counsel disagree on whether to present mitigating evidence depicting him as mentally ill, who gets the final say. Roof also challenges the constitutionality of the federal civil rights statutes under which he was convicted. But U.S. Solicitor General Elizabeth Prelogor argued in a 39-page brief filed with the court on August 31st that the high court should refuse to entertain Ruth's story goes back to June 17, 2015, when after posting a manifesto of his racist beliefs online, he went to Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina, where a Bible study session was in progress. The parishioners welcomed Ruth who sat with them for about 45 minutes. 
He then began firing on the church attendees with a handgun about 74 times. He approached one woman and asked her if he had shot her yet. She answered in the negative, and he replied, I'm not going to. I'm going to leave you here to tell the story. Seven people died at the scene, and two more succumbed to their injuries soon after, according to the government's brief. Roof was apprehended by police the following morning in North Carolina. It's amazing he had sense enough to flee. Uh Uh-huh. He told FBI agents that he was a white nationalist and that he carried out his shooting spree because black people are killing white people every day and raping white women. Ruth said he was attempting to agitate relations between the races in the hope of causing a race war. Okay, let me put a pin right here. What that man did was he sat down behind a computer and read whatever he wanted to read about being a white supremacist. He wrote his own manifesto. He planned what he was going to do to the letter. He went to a, uh established black church in that city where it, the congregation is predominantly black, not completely, predominantly. The persons that he murdered included the pastor, who at the time was a state representative. He killed Christians who had come to church for Bible study, to study the word of God. And he left them there. Many of them were related family relations to one another. And they laid on the floor in their relatives' blood as they watched their relatives and other members of the Bible study die. When they were in the courtroom and they began to read the charges and explain what he had done, his own mother had a heart attack. If you don't remember the story, that's it in a in a capsule view, so to say. So the government announced it would pursue the death penalty and rejected Ruth's offer to plead guilty in exchange for life imprisonment. During a competency evaluation, Ruth told a court-appointed examiner that it was his goal to stay alive as long as possible by creating appellate issues at trial that would help to prolong his life. But he became upset when his attorneys told him they planned to call an autism expert to the witness stand during the trial's penalty phase. Ruth told the prosecutors in a letter, what my lawyers are planning to say in my defense is a lie and will be said without my consent or permission. Ruth told the court he would rather die than be labeled autistic and that mental health evidence discredits the reason why he did the crime. The DOJ argues that the Fourth Circuit correctly found that Ruth was not entitled to enjoy the assistance while directing presentation of mitigating evidence, the brief states. Although a criminal defendant who chooses to be represented by counsel retains the ultimate authority to make certain fundamental decisions regarding the case, namely whether to plead guilty or otherwise concede guilt 
waive a jury trial testifying his own behalf or appeal. He does not have a more general right to supersede counsel's judgment on how to present a defense, the DOJ said. So that we are presenting this to the righteous judge for his intervention and his adjudication. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge on an American on American nine-year-olds suffered a dismal drop in their math and reading scores during the COVID-19 pandemic, the latest federal assessment data shows. The report released Thursday by the National Assessment of Educational Progress, popularly known as the nation's report card, paints a bleak picture of how Decades of academic progress were erased in the past two years, a period marked by prolonged school closures, on and off remote learning, and amplified social isolation. Combining data collection from the winter of 2020 prior to the pandemic and widespread closure with that from the winter of 2022, the report shows that average long-term math scores fell for the first time since the test began in the 1970s. Reading scores also saw the biggest decline since the 1980s. According to a graphic in the report based on the results, the nine-year-old students were performing nearly as well as the nine-year-olds did in math in 1999 and at a reading level similar to those in 2004. The sample included nearly 15,000 nine-year-old children from 410 schools. About two-thirds of them were in the fourth grade. The rest were in third grade or below. Peggy Carr, commissioner of the National Center for Education Statistics, which administers the NAEP, said on Wednesday press call that the results are sobering. She also highlighted the gap between higher and lower performing students which had already been growing before the pandemic. There is still a widening of the disparity between the top and the bottom performers, but in a different way, Carr said, everyone is dropping, but the students at the bottom are dropping faster. In a Thursday interview with CNN, Education Secretary Miguel Cardona admitted that the sharp decline has to do with the lack of in-person learning. That is very alarming. It's disturbing, but it's not surprising. Keeping in mind, a year and a half ago, over half of our schools were not open for full-time learning, he said. In-person learning is where we need to focus. We need to double down our efforts, he added. I'm very concerned about those scores, and I know that we have the resources now and need to maintain the same level of urgency we had two years ago to get our students back in to making sure that our students get support. Neither of them mentioned that despite an extremely low risk of young children suffering illness from COVID-19 and concerns over learning loss and mental health problems caused by lockdown policies, powerful unions advocated for the closure of schools and pushed back against their reopening. It was revealed last year that under the influence of the American Federation of Teachers, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, has set unreasonably strict standards on when and how schools should reopen. According to emails obtained and publicized by the New York Post 
at least two of AFT's suggestions were adopted almost word for word into the CDC's final draft of the school reopening guidelines, including one, allowing teachers to continue working remotely from home if they live with someone deemed to be at high risk for COVID-19. Aha, I see. Praise the Lord. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Google employees protesting the company's Project Nimbus contract with Amazon Web Services and the Israel Defense Forces have gone public with a week of protest actions set to culminate in a multi-city demonstration headlined No Tech for Apartheid. The multi-ethnic, multi-religious group of Googlers calling themselves Jewish dysphoria in tech hopes to pressure the corporate giant into dropping the mammoth $1.2 billion contract on moral grounds, arguing that by allowing Israel access to its most sophisticated machine learning and technology, Google is enabling crimes against the occupied Palestinian population artificial intelligence technology. Google marketing manager and leading anti-Nimbus advocate Ariel Corin announced her resignation on Tuesday after what she described as a pattern of hostility and retaliation for management. After seven years with the company, she was presented with an ultimatum, move from San Francisco to Google's Brazil office or quit. What kind of an option is that? Over her efforts lobbying against the project, Google is aggressively pursuing military contracts and stripping away the voices of its employees through a pattern of silencing and retaliation towards me and many others, Corin wrote in her resignation letter published on Medium. The secretive effort to provide an all-encompassing cloud solution powered by the company's most advanced technology, has seen Google abandon its prized transparency so much that employees have no idea what the tech, what the tech they're selling, the IDF, will be used for, she claimed. Hmm. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. The U.S. military is running low on some types of ammunition, after the White House approved and delivered billions of dollars in lethal aid for Ukraine since February. Several military officials told the journal on condition of anonymity. In addition to thousands of guns, drones, missiles, artillery platforms, and rocket launchers, Washington has supplied Kiev with large amounts of ammo, including up to 806,000 one five five millimeter howitzer rounds. Whatever. The stocks of the latter munitions are running uncomfortably low, an unnamed Pentagon official told the journal. It is not at the level we would like to go into combat, the official added. Though noted that since the U.S. is not currently directly involved in any major conflict, the rounds have not yet reached critical levels. The drawdown on supplies has prompted the Army 
to carry out an ammunition industrial base deep dive in which it will determine how to maintain its own supplies while keeping up the current pace of aid to Ukrainian forces. The United States has devoted nearly $14 billion in direct weaponry supplies to Kiev this year alone. The military has also called on lawmakers to authorize $500 million in upgrades for Army ammunition plants through the WSJ reports, though the WSJ shortages are not due to a lack of funding, as President Joe Biden's latest budget request of $773 billion is likely to cover replenishment costs. According to an industry official reached by the journal, it can take suppliers up to 18 months to manufacture new ammunition from the time orders are placed while more sophisticated weapons such as missiles are likely to take much longer. While the Army and other branches continue to fulfill existing contracts with ammunition producers, they have not signed deals to account for the growing scarcities. Since Washington intensified its arms deliveries to Kiev in February, some suppliers say the Pentagon is simply not communicating the needs of the military, which has created delays and left contractors unable to prepare for more production, the outlet reported. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the California legislature has approved a bill that seeks to target and punish family doctors who spread disinformation by veering from the official narrative while advising their patients on vaccines and treatments for COVID-19. Earlier this week, lawmakers in the Democrat-led Golden State approved AB 20098. Time summarized the passing of the measure as California approves bill to punish doctors who spread false information. If California's Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom signs the bill into law, when it lands on his desk, the state will establish a disinformation authority (coughs) that would investigate doctors for contradicting the official proclamation on COVID treatment. That's not good. A group of doctors, the Physicians for Informed Consent, opposes the legislation. The PIC is pushing back against the bill on the grounds that it would intimidate the physicians into silence when advising their patients. Now, you do know that it's wrong to interfere. In fact, in some places, it's against the law. To interfere in the doctor-patient relationship or the pharmacist-patient relationship. Mm, Yes, it's against the law to do that. Praise the Lord for some law. Amen. The group explains in a statement that the law unconstitutionally targets them, attempting to intimidate by investigation, censor, and sanction physicians who publicly disagree with the government's ever-evolving, erratic, and contradictory public health COVID-19 edicts. In an effort to derail the bill, the group has filed a lawsuit seeking an injunction to prevent the Medical Board of California from acting on the law. The doctors argue that the bill's definition of misinformation is hopelessly vague. According to the lawsuit, if Newsom enacts the law, it would suddenly revise 
the legal definition of unprofessional conduct in a medical capacity, a term that carries a lot of weight in the world of medical regulation. The Medical Board of California states that this is presented presently defined as breach of confidence, record alteration, filing fraudulent insurance claims, misleading advertising, failure to sign death certificates in a timely manner, failure to provide medical records to a patient, patient abandonment, etc. However, there's a lot of law that rests on that one definition, and altering it capriciously or carelessly is inherently dangerous. Yet that's precisely what this law does. In the bill AB 2098, text makes seemingly intentionally vague references to misinformation and disinformation. In Section 3 of the bill's definition, it states, disinformation means, mis- means hold on. misinformation that the licensee deliberately disseminated with malicious intent or an intent to mislead. Misinformation means false information that is contradicted by contemporary scientific consensus, excuse me, contrary to the standard of care. By introducing a skewed definition, twisted as in Leviathan, of the word misinformation, the California bill creates vagueness by resting the definition on a patiently nonsensical notion like contemporary scientific consensus or by hinging its definition of disinformation on the skewed definition of misinformation, it would produce a law that's dangerously vague. The vagueness in the language appears deliberately done so that the punishment can be applied arbitrarily at the whims of those in authority. It is unconstitutional, unethical, and fundamentally fundamentally un-American. The bill is reminiscent of Democrat President Joe Biden's failed disinformation governance board. While the Biden administration's disinfo board was shut down before it even got off the ground, thanks to a severe backlash, the push from the left to fight so-called disinformation appears persistent. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications on such. Amen, amen, amen. Brother Marshall, it's a good time to finish. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, he says, any man lacks wisdom, let a mask of God who giveth all men liberally and abateth not, and it will be given him. Father God, you said, if any man thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. Father, we only know in part. Thank you, Lord, that you've not left us as orphans. So we thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to guide us. Help us to know how all of us, you want us to pray, Father God, in Jesus' name. And I thank for you for divine intervention, Father God. Thank you that your arms are not too short to save. You said, if two of you on earth, you could touch anything else, could shove them like Father, which is in heaven. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. God should deliver us from every one of these spirits behind confusion, demonically inspired confusion. Because, God, you're, Father God, you're not the author of confusion, but of pieces in all the churches of the saints. We ask that your peace will rule and reign, not just in the body of Christ, but especially in the body of Christ, but even in this nation, Father God, as we 
turn back to you, Father God. You're married to the backslider, and we repent for the the backsliding for us and our ancestors, Father God, for having turned away from the founding principles of the Declaration of Independence, Father God, in Jesus' name, trying to have some other thing or something else to look to other than to, to the living God who created heaven and earth. Forgive us, Father, and forgive each one that need to be forgiven, Father God, in Jesus' name, including those in this situation, Father God, where this man was, obviously the man has some serious <laughs> demonic manifestations, Father God, because you said, Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly, but Jesus said to because the devil, Satan, came to steal, kill, and destroy. So this man, Father God, who murdered these people in this in this church, the predominantly black church, Father God, we ask you, Father God, for your divine help and intervention. And you, if you can save that man's soul, I have no idea. If you can do that, Father God, you can do exceeding abundantly, more than can ask or imagine. And could have been that was asking. We're supposed to pray for those who are despitefully users. Well, this man despitefully used members of the body of Christ, Father God. And Father God, so did Saul of Tarsus. He, he was giving consent when people were being killed, Father God, when he forced them to blaspheme kind of against the God of, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He, he, was, he was forcing them, Father God. Father God, and yet you, you gave him the gift of repentance, Father God. So if you can save this man who did this horrific thing, Father God, and all the nonsense and all the confusion involved in the situation involved with this murder at the African Methodist Episcopal Church in, in South Carolina, Father God, many years ago, well, several years ago, back to 2015, we ask you, Father God, to help all those involved to make the right choices by the power of your spirit. Send the Holy Ghost to grant the lawyers, and in particular this gentleman involved, the gifts that they need, Father God, the gifts of repentance if they need it, Father God, to acknowledge the truth that they recover themselves from the snare of the devil. And you said, vengeance is mine, I will repay, Father God, in, in Hebrew. So, Father God, we're not. We don't have to go murder everybody, Father God. That they've gone and murdered somebody else. Because you're going to deal with this man, Father God. Because the Most High definitely rules. And Father God, we ask you to intervene, Father God. We ask you to intervene, not just in this situation, but all these other situations. Pastor Sabrina has just read through and bringing to our attention, Father God, in Jesus' name, including the situation where the so-called government edicts, especially from the CDC was not an elected body, and those in the different public school districts, Father God, which pushed for their own uh, protection because they were gripped by a spirit of fear, Father God. They didn't want to be exposed to the students, Father God. We ask you, Father God, because we know the students had a virtually not negligible chance of getting COVID, Father God, and if they did, they would recover quickly, but my grandson did, Father, very quickly. So we thank you, Father God, that the children, because they have a higher level of what's in that stuff called um, melatonin, that's why little ones sleep much longer than usual, usually adults do, Father God. But that melatonin was protective for the children, Father God. We've heard from different scientists and different doctors that are willing to tell the truth, even though some of them have been persecuted. So, Father God, we ask you to expose what's really going on, Father God, in Jesus' name, and deliver all the children. Deliver those that had their their academic progress knocked back a lot, Father God. Those, especially those that were at the lower levels of the learning range, Father God. And we know these schools of learning not necessarily what they're portrayed to be. There's a lot of confusion that's been mixed in with the critical race theory and all this other stuff. And But, Father God, you can clear that up. You can cause people that we thank you, Father God, for the wonderful answers to prayer already, Father God. 
many people, in particular in some of the more conservative states, like Missouri and others, where the people, the, the parents, the parents have been standing up and saying, no, no, we, we don't want masks. No, we don't want critical race theory. No, we don't want all this, that, and the other thing. And they changed a lot of the composition of the school boards, Father God. We thank you for that divine intervention, Father God, that you're giving the parents the chutzpah, the Holy Ghost, that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent taken by force, not physical violence, spiritual violence, and the gumption to stand up for their own children, Father God. We thank you for the cause of many people, the so-called mama bears, where was that, in Indiana or someplace? Maybe it was someplace else. I forget where it was. But, Father God, we thank you for causing those parents to stand up and to go before the school boards and to cause people to actually put in different people in the school boards, Father God, so that these children have a chance to actually learn, even in the public school system, which many people have gone through in the past and was not quite as demonically controlled, uh, this is the best way I can put it, as it has been in recent years, Father God, where they're bringing in all kinds of things to help advance the communist agenda, Father God, because that's basically what the critical race theory is and all this other stuff to bring confusion in. Father God, we bind that spirit of confusion. We bind you, say, we bind the mind blinder. We bind all these ungodly spirits, even affecting the teachers, those that think they're doing what's right for themselves or their family members, when it may not be right in your sight, Father God, because they have an obligation to fulfill their duty to teach the children and not just critical race theory. Teach the children how to read and how to write and to do math and really basic things, Father God. And I, I had a struggle learning how to do the, a lot of those things, Father God, myself. And I thank you, Father God, for giving, giving me teachers that were patient with me. Father, we ask you to provide teachers that will actually care for their students and give them the attention and the time that they need and open the doors. As the basic gist of the article was that Patrick Serena read through that it's much better to have in-school learning. And we heard some of these, I did anyway, some time ago that some of these people, like in Silicon Valley, they wanted their children to go to schools where they did not have laptops. They did not have tablets. <clears throat> they wanted their students to have pencil and paper and to learn without all the electronic devices, Father God. And these are the people that created the electronic devices. Maybe they knew something that some of the others didn't. Even the, was Joe's, whatever his name was, who founded Apple. He wanted his kids to go to a school without Apple devices or any other computers in Jesus' name. Maybe they know something, Father God. Maybe they know about EMF effects on brains and how that affects and 5G and all the rest of it, Father God. I don't know, and Jay just might know more than I do, because I know very little about this electronic stuff, Father God. But you know everything. You know what's best for the children, Father God. And when Jesus was born, he didn't need a laptop. Of course, that was a few years ago. I mean, he came in the flesh, that is to say. He's been from eternity past, and he's still around. Where is he around? Oh, he's at your right hand. He's interceding for all of us. We thank you, Jesus, for interceding for all of us. We ask for your divine intervention, Father God, concerning this this, this uh, plan that pa- Pastor Sabrina read through about this project from, um, from Amazon, uh, what's it called, Project Nimbus for the Israeli Defense Forces, the IDF, kind of a civil cadet, to give them very high-tech uh, uh, information, or artificial intelligence, that some of these people, including a lady who used to work there, who was shown the door because she was concerned about, well, you know, this isn't very nice to give the Israeli Defense Forces all this high-tech stuff that could be used against some people who have been uh, persecuted, like the Palestinians, and some of those Palestinians are 
into Islam, but a lot of them are Christians, actually. And some of the people in Israel don't like some of those. They have their different perspective, very different perspective. So, Father, we ask for your divine help and intervention, especially for those that are and will be your children, Father God. And we know many, many people, many, many people from the Islamic flavor of religion, Father God, have actually come to receive Jesus as their Lord. Many, many people, you've had divine encounters, and we thank you for for calls, drawing many to the Lord Jesus, Father. We ask you to draw multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, and not just in Israel, but all the nations, Father God, in Jesus. And we thank you for alerting this lady, Corin, who decided not to move to Brazil and rather quit uh, working for Google, Father God, because she thought this was ridiculous uh, thing, giving such advanced technology to this particular uh, group in Israel, Father God, the Israeli Defense Fund, which they're not very nice always to the Palestinians. They're so not very nice to some other people in the surrounding countries, Father God. Now, we know they have to protect their country, and that's appropriate when it's done appropriately. But, Father God, if they use these things, and we know, Father God, that when people were demonstrating, even in Australia some time ago, Father God, and they went to, was it Canberra, whatever, think the capital of Australia, they used something uh, electronic to uh, disperse the crowds, Father God, and giving people discomfort in their heads, Father God. Those people might not have known how to do spiritual warfare. They might not have known about uh, Isaiah uh, 54, 17. You said, no weapon formed against us will prosper, and every time this arises against you in judgment, that shall condemn. But this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, said the Lord. We thank you, Father God. Many, many people even think they're believers in the one true God. Some of the people call them by different names. But they don't necessarily know all that Jesus provided. I don't necessarily know all that Jesus provided. I'm still learning. I'm still changing. We thank you for the recent fast, Father God. We thank you for hearing our prayers. And you said, if my people, which are called by my name, and not just in the United States, and not just in Australia, and not just in Palestinian Authority and Israel and other nations, yes, there are Christians in Israel, believe it or not. There are Christians in Russia. There are Christians in China. There are Christians in, in uh, yes, fortunately, a lot of Christians still left in, in England. Some of them have maybe gone underground. I don't know. <clears throat> but, Father God, they're Christians in different nations. They're Christians in Germany, believe it or not. Every, every nation, as far as I know, in Gambia, every nation, Father God, we thank you, Father God, for waking up the sleeping giant all over your earth, Father God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And we thank you for waking them up, Father God, because you said in the last days you'll pull forth of my, you shall pull forth of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your old men will see visions, and your, your old, old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions of my handmaids and my servants. In those days will I pour forth of my spirit. Well, these are those days, Father God. We ask you to pour forth of your spirit and wake up the sleeping giant all over the earth, Father God, and, and cause people to know how to protect themselves and grant us your wisdom and discernment, not to be anxious. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I love Dr. Sabrina's uh, uh, sermon today. Very timely and very appropriate, Father God. And we thank you, Father. A lot of challenging things going on in the world. A lot of people who are manifesting like people who don't have empathy anymore. They look like people that act more like crocodiles or something. They just want to have money and food, and, and they just want to control people and do horrific things, Father God, even to the children, Father God, horrific things. Some of them do it just in ignorance, and some of them do it aggressively, Father God, and not very nicely, Father God, in Jesus' name. And some of the people may be at high levels in corporations. I don't know if Google's one of those or not. 
you can judge them, Father God. So we ask you your divine intervention, adjudication in Jesus' name, because we know, Father God, you've given, given Jesus that authority to judge all these things, Father God, in Jesus' name, even as your word says. You said, how shall judge, how shall God judge the earth? Where is that, Lord? Father God, we know that you've given Jesus that ability and authority to judge in Jesus' name. Where's that, Lord? John, Most most patients would expect their doctors to be willing to do that. 
Some doctors are willing, and, and actually some of them are quite eager to do so, and some of them are rather reluctant to do so because, oh, I have this huge debt for medical school, uh, and a huge, huge debt for all that time, and then my, uh, my specialty training, my huge, huge debt, and I have all these payments today, and I have my children in school, and I have the mortgage, and well, how am I going to pay it if, if they kick me out of my profession? What am I going to do? Go dig ditches? So, Father God, some of them are controlled by the Spirit of God. We bind that spirit of ungodly fear, controlling the doctors. We bind that spirit of tyranny, and from, from Newsom and the likes of Newsom, Father God, in California, trying to, in, trying to bring to pass what Biden tried to bring to pass, which fell flat in Jesus' name. We bind all those ungodly spirits trying to control the doctors, trying to control the medical establishment, and tyranny, Father God. All those spirits of the idolatry from the medical tyranny, from this cult of the medical tyranny, Father God, which is contrary to what actual regular medicine is supposed to be in Jesus' name. Of course, there's lots of different ways of looking at medicine, and some people would like to pretend medicine only consists of prescription drugs, particularly the pharmaceutical industry, who have rather... uh, greedy desire for lots of X's and O's and computers that may not be around forever anyway because this whole U.S. dollar is quaking and shaking as they're printing it, just creating it out of thin air to support all these different little things and sending lots of money and lots of armaments over to Ukraine. And is that a good idea? Did they all actually get to Ukraine? Or were they sold on the black market? Or were they used to raise money for different people who used to use the Ukraine pipeline to put money into their own personal Swiss bank accounts or some other things, Father God. I don't know, but you know everything. You know who's involved. You know what they're doing. You know about what's been done in Ukraine. You know why they're doing it. And maybe some of the people there might bring it to light. So we ask you to bring it all to light, Father God. You're told us not to be afraid of what's going on. You said you're going to bring it to light. And we remind you of your word, because you said, put me in your memories, let us plead together. And you said, Jesus speaking in Matthew 10, 26, you said, fear them not, therefore there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. And a lot of these things are coming to light now, Father God. And it used to take quite a long time, but it's happening faster and faster and faster. More things coming to light about what these people from these World Economic Forum group and all the different people involved with the uh, things that look more like Nazis or look more like fascists or whatever ism you want to call it that don't seem to care about human beings created in your image, Father. But, we, Father, we know, and I don't remember what the scripture is right now, Father God, but the Holy Ghost does, and you do, Father, for sure. Forgive me, Father, for not hiding that particular one. But you said in particular that, that all the, the widows and the orphans and all those in, in harm's way, you hear their prayers, you hear their concerns, and we're praying for those, all those in harm's way in every nation, those people in every nation, Father God, those people that are hungry right now, Father God, those people that are looking for food, that many people have been riding because of the, their government's clamped down, they're acting just like the, the, ter- the tyrants. In this, in this country, Father God, it's not been quite as advanced as it has been in some other places like Sri Lanka and other places. It's not quite as advanced as it's been in Austria, Father God, or Australia, Father God, where they're treating people horrifically, Father God. And same people in this country have not been treated very nicely either. We ask for your divine help and intervention. So Satan, we know you're subject unto us in Jesus' name because Jesus says, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. 
notwithstanding, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So, Father, we don't rejoice that Satan's subject unto us, and all his little unknowings, but we rejoice that our names are written in heaven. But Jesus says, Behold, I give unto you that power, that authority, in the name above all names, in the name of the Lord Jesus, whose name every name must bow, and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father, even as it is written in Romans 14:11 in Jesus' name. And so we call upon your name, Father. We ask for your divine help and intervention. He said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be sozo, shall be saved, saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. We ask him to make us whole, not just emotionally, not just financially, not just mentally, in every area, including physically whole, everywhere whole, spirit, soul, and body, in Jesus' name, because you care about us, our triune nature in Jesus' name, because you created us in your image. When the image of God, you created us, Father God. And some of these people may look like human beings, but I don't know if they are. Some of the people that are very highly involved with their artificial intelligence, some of those AI things look just like human beings, and they can talk, and they can reason, they are very clever, and all of that, but they're not created in your image. They don't have blood in them. And he that sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man, just like it says in your word in Genesis, Father God. So that's the blood. And Jesus said his blood, and that was not ordinary blood. Not just a regular human's blood. That was sinless blood. Even Judas, who betrayed him, said he betrayed the innocent blood in Matthew 27, 4. So, Father God, that innocent blood is speaking on our behalf says, Father, forgive them. They didn't know what they're doing. As we are washed in the blood, we claim that blood over each one of us and all those coming into the body of Christ, the thousands and thousands and millions and millions and hundreds of millions, however many there are, maybe billions, coming into the body of Christ, flooding into the body of Christ, because you're calling them, Father God. You did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And I have repented, renounced, entertaining spirits of ungodly fear and things like that, because that was a generational iniquity in my family. And we thank you, Father God, that when we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We thank you for washing us in the blood of your Lamb. And because we have that position in Christ Jesus, we have to be for the flaw of our communication.